Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome what? to the Accelerative Thrust Radio. What the hell is going on? My name is Yeehaw Dan. This here is my partner, Eerie Eric. He's mighty spooky. Eerie Eric, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. What's what's all this then? <laughs> well, partner, today we got ourselves a troubadour coming to town. Wow. He's going to be coming in on his horse. His name is Jack Christensen. Wow. So, Eric. Uh, anything... I, 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 is, is this going to keep going? I'm just I'm, I'm mentally preparing. Do you want to go back to the old way of doing the show? <laughs> the old way. Yeah. But is this the new way? <laughs> citizens of earth welcome to accelerative thrust i'm dan and i'm eric and today we're going to be talking to jack christensen who is where where is jack from originally i think uh cedar falls area at least waterloo Mm -hmm. cedar falls yeah and uh, eric actually has a history of with jack christensen i um well i haven't actually met jack christensen that i'm aware of in real life but in fake life, which is through the computer, um, I listen to his music and it's very good. So this is going to be really fun, man. Um, but yeah, no, this Jack Christensen, man, he he put out a really killer record. Um, yeah. And it's uh, so I'm excited to talk to him. It looks different at night. It looks is the name of it. We reviewed it a little while back. Um, it's a cool record. It has a kind of dark, synthy vibe to it yeah it's it's cool i'm excited to ask him about some of that (laughs) yeah yeah i'm really interested in hearing about like what his um you know what went into doing it because you know from what i understand um it's pretty different i remember in the review you said that it wasn't what you expected coming from jack christensen eric so yeah honestly it was a little more like not that it was Jack specifically, just like right. when, you know, when people make like their first solo record or something, like automatically in my mind, I start, I think singer songwriter or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that like uh, Americana or folk or something. I don't know. It just seems to, whenever I hear like, you know, solo project, that's the first thing that comes to my mind and i don't know why exactly but sure so and you know the and i knew that um of the beat strings the people the other people uh you know like adam bolts has gone on to do spaniel uh which mm-hmm. is kind of a country thing cody brown does mm-hmm. like rock and roll and you know uh so kind of a dark almost dark wave record i was really not i don't know i wasn't expecting so yeah, but it is really cool and really good, and uh, yeah, I guess we should talk to him, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Let's talk to him. Okay, I'll bring him in. Let's see All what right. happens. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. 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 Wow. Is that <laughs> hey, from Full it. House? <laughs> uh, Three Stooges, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I well, think they just did it on Full House. That's right. Yeah, I think they, I they do a lot of um, uh, Three Stooges. Yeah. Bits. Well, they do. It's outrageous. I, I hate watch Full House nearly every day. <laughs> uh, recently? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. When we get off this call, I'll probably go straight into an episode. <laughs> did you? Isn't there that conspiracy theory that that uh did we did we talk about that about how there's the uh, fan theory that uh Full House takes place in purgatory or something? Wow, no. You but... never you never heard that? Yeah, yeah. I, read read I've up. I never on heard it. that. No. Yeah, read hmm. up on it. It's a conspiracy theory about uh wow. Full House. It's really interesting. Right off the bat, Oof. I have a question for both of you guys. Yes. Have mm-hmm. you heard that today? And apparently today it happened, or at least it was revealed in the news, that Courtney Love unleashed oh. some uh, 
like scrapped lyrics from Smells Like Teen Spirit. Wow. Yes, oh. and so check this out. Mm -hmm. The opening line, instead of being what it ended up being, which is load up on guns, was going to be, I think, come out and play. Like wow. the, first, the first line, like, come out and play. Yes. Huh. It would have been come out and play, which, you know, two years later, that would have meant that the offspring were plagiarists. Well, <laughs> yeah, but five years earlier, Twisted Sister had a song called Come Out and Play. <laughs> Oh yeah, that definitely was. What album was that off of? The same album as the uh, two major hits that they had? No, it was on the album "Come Out and Play." It was really cool. It had this cover, and on the cover was like a a manhole cover, and then uh, but it was like die cut. And when you lifted it, it was D. Snyder, uh, covered in like seaweed, um, with like a pink Jeez. light behind him. Whoa. Was was the cover embossed? Like you could feel it and it was textured? Yeah, the manhole cover was embossed, yeah. Do you have you ever seen <laughs> Talking Heads Fear of Music with the with the embossed cover? I don't think so. Yes, I, I believe I have actually, yes. Yeah. That's hmm. gotta be it's gotta be really similar because they was like um gosh, I don't even know what you call it. It's like that textured it's like a textured metal thing. That's kind of what Twisted Sister is anyway, right? Texture yeah. metal. And then, uh, then D. Snyder went on to sing for Big Business, so that's cool. <laughs> that's a lie, but he does sound just like yeah. D. Snyder. He does sound, he sounds like a combination <clears throat> of uh, King Buzzo, which makes sense because mm. they joined the Melvins. Wow. And then, um, and D. Snyder, I think. Yeah, D. Buzzo. That's, that's yeah, what D. I was Buzzo. thinking. My, my only uh, exposure to Big Business was when they acted as the the rhythm section for the melvins mm, or at least mm -hmm. i think the drummer played alongside dale crover yes and then the yep. bass player was just the bass player mm. yep yep the, uh, the, and they were also uh it should be noted too that big business were in uh, a couple of really sort of legendary bands in their own right before big business because wow. uh jared warren was in carp the bassist mm. and the drummer was the drummer for the murder city devils uh, wow. Willis. Yes. I didn't know that. Yep, he was in the Murder City Devils. Yep. Wow. Now, I'm a Murder City Devils freak. Oh, wow. yeah. I did not know that the drummer for the Murder City Devils was the drummer for Big Business. Yep, Cody wow. Willis. He was uh, the drummer for Murder, C Murder City Devils. And that's and wow. why you tune in to Accelerative Thrust. <laughs> I do. I mean, we no, have all no the lie. bullshit. I, I do learn quite a bit every time I listen to your show. <laughs> How oh. not to be funny or interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those, all those things, too. <laughs> also, Big Business was a great movie starring uh, Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. So, I mean. Okay, that I did. That's not, not really connected at all. But Do you think that they got the name from that movie? Let's ask them. <laughs> That's all we got to do. Just give them a call. Yeah. I'll send them a message later. Sure. You've probably never been asked this before. But. I do know that the Melvins were named after a uh, really mean, like, store owner from, like, Aberdeen or something like that named Melvin. Oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. I knew it was – I thought – I mean, I, I guess in my mind it was, like, a gym <clears throat> teacher or something, but maybe I'm conflating it with, like, uh, apparently – Green Day got their name because some teacher told them it would be a green day in hell before they made anything hmm. of themselves. Really? Wow. Green day in hell. Right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense, but that's, unless, that's what unless I Unless you're a Misfits fan, and then it could just be green hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't make that connection either. Yeah, okay. I always thought that the Melvins got their name from the main character in the Toxic Avenger. Oh. <laughs> was that was not true. Melvin? Yeah, Melvin Junko. I think it was Junko in <laughs> two and three, but in the first movie, it was something else. Oh, yeah. I think. Oh, you're right. Be, yeah, you're right. Uh, I could be talking out of my shoe there, but. No, I think you're right. Yep. I don't remember his name in the first one. Well, you know, I had an uncle, Melvin, who lived to be like 95 years old chain yeah. smoked every day of his life until he died. <laughs> hey, smoke up, Johnny. And I always thought that they secretly got their name from visiting Iowa and meeting my uncle Melvin. Oh. <laughs> Seems likely. I, yeah, I know. They're just like, oh, there was this guy. Yeah. We guy, met this uncle cool Melvin. uncle. <laughs> cool. He was old and smoking. He was wow. yeah, he definitely was old and smoking, man. <clears throat> I just earlier I was watching uh 
a little video cast from the band Para Ubu, or it was really just the singer, mm-hmm. but they were talking about how the singer David Thomas had almost died like two times recently. Had been like in the mm-hmm. hospital, and they were saying like, you know, I, I don't know if he's gonna make it through the night. And while he's on the <laughs> during this little video cast, he's chain smoking cigarettes and eating Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I mean, that's, that's that you're probably to the point where you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's just going to happen anyway. You know? well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, yeah, the way he sees it, like he could, he could just drop dead any minute. So he may as well, you know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what he was eating from Taco Bell. Like, I wonder what his, he held it up. Is. It was, it was like mm-hmm. a big, it was like a big burrito looking thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. uh, he said, I've got, he called it, a, a taco bell <laughs> he holds it up he says i've got a taco bell and he holds it up to the holds his big burrito up wow well yeah i mean you can't all you can't necessarily call the things burritos or tacos they have to be like a derivative of a burrito or taco like right you might it's... as well just call it a burrito bell i wonder if there is mm-hmm. a burrito bell that would be genius wouldn't it oh that sounds familiar. Like maybe they <laughs> did do some, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's <clears> such a good idea that, <laughs> that yeah. I'm thinking maybe I heard it. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this okay. podcast has turned into a food cast again. <laughs> Damn it. We're, we're That's all we talk about. That is all okay. we talk about. When well, it's when I music. recently when I I picked up uh, Eric's double bass so that I could. Uh, sit in i could fill in a gig with his band i was leaving i said oh i gotta go i gotta make go make the kids dinner and he's like yeah i, I gotta go and make dinner too and i <laughs> he, i said what are you gonna make and he said oh i think like jamaican jerked salmon i was like oh yeah. I, i'm gonna go make some frozen some frozen chicken patties for the kids. <laughs> hey those are good too it's all yeah it's all good yeah they are good i i, I like both of those things actually yeah yeah i love jamaican jerk anything Oh, heck yeah. Mostly because I'm a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) But you're a cool jerk. Cool jerk. Cool jerk. Every time I I hear that song, I think of a a weird, weirdly moving shadow behind a shower curtain. Yeah. (laughs) Gee, I wonder why that would be. (laughs) Me too. Me too. It's ingrained ingrained in our heads at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that party that that Kevin McAllister throws. Everybody's just kind of moving strangely. It's got like a a cardboard cutout on a model train. (laughs) Yeah. So it looks like it's walking around the party. Oh, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. not dissimilar to some parties of actually. What were they been. called? They, what were they called? The Wet Bandits? I think it yeah, was. They were yes. yeah, the They were showing up because what was it? That that one guy was insisting on leaving like the sinks clogged, and that was like their. God, that yeah. would be horrible. You get robbed, and you don't have flood insurance. Yeah, it's just mean. <laughs> Those guys mean. deserved everything that happened to them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Well. We have bullshitted for a while. What do you think? What do you think we get this thing? Thing this dang thing started. This isn't. This isn't the thing. <laughs> Let's get to some of these questions. All right. All cool. right. I'm gonna start. Jack. Yeah. How did you? Okay. How slash when did you first get into playing music? I was about 11 years old, and uh, it, it, it's kind of like that. I saw this like hard times fake headline that says uh, younger brother, younger brother of guitar player guesses he has to learn bass now. <laughs> and was, nice. and that was basically it. My brother started playing guitar and like our, the kid next door is playing drums and they kind of, so I kind of de facto became the bass player about 30, 31 ish years ago. And that's kind of it. It was uh, it, it was a cover band, it, but it ended up going for a long time. I mean, we played for hmm. we played for like fifteen years or more, or something like that. And, um, wow! So I, I I gained a lot of experience on the bass, and I mean, and now I'm I'm perfectly comfortable being a bass player. I don't see it yeah. as like a lesser musical vocation or anything. Mm-hmm. I kind of you know, like I I should say it was a slightly begrudging at first, but. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I take great pride in being a bass player now. For sure. Yeah. What was the name of that band? We were called Scarlet Runner. Oh, um, yeah. We we were fairly. I mean, 
we 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 caught some heat in Iowa. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we I don't know we played a lot, but it was basically like you know, it started out as different stuff. Like we 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 would play. You know, we we would throw in the the odd radio cover, like a Soul Asylum or something, mm-hmm. and um, maybe an Aerosmith song here or there. But pretty quickly, it became like almost exclusively like Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan, like electric blues kind of stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Not not really not by my choice. You know, I was the younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I one I was outnumbered, and I was younger than the other two guys, so. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, so that's nice. how I started playing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So when did you, when and how did you meet up with all the beat strings guys? Well, um, my now wife and I were living in, in an apartment in Waterloo and actually my, my twin sisters who are like about five years younger than me or something, they had the apartment next to mine hmm. and they had met Adam from the beat strings. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they ha- just happened to be at one of his shows at what was called the reverb at the time. Mm-hmm. Either yes. they were, they read a they read a beat string show at the reverb or they met Adam. Anyway, Adam ended up back at their place. And I, we used to hang out with my sisters a lot, just, you know, listening to music or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I met, I met Adam and we were just talking music and stuff. And I, mentioned you know that i'd played bass in scarlet runner and he'd heard of us and stuff and that it kind of happened that they had put out their first record love lust wonder and Mm -hmm. they had done a quick little tour down to south by southwest like at the end of which they were supposed to go to jamaica but that fell through Mm -hmm. and then they came back and they had like the second super long like 50 day tour booked Mm -hmm. and their bass player steve was going to be moving out to out west somewhere now i can't remember i think it was california somewhere Mm -hmm. in california or it could have been washington or i don't know it was that was a while ago then they said hey like do you want to join the band and do this tour with us and i i'd heard their record and i really really liked it and it's like heck yeah you know Mm -hmm. so I joined up and then, you know, and then we wrote a bunch of more stuff together and made another record and then made a seven inch and all that stuff. And yeah, that's basically the story there. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, want to ask, um, about it looks different at night. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what kind of led to, um, the, I guess this is kind of a basic question, but I find the record to be very interesting because it's, it kind of has like a new wavy sort of almost like new wave. I don't know. Grunge. I kind of hesitate to say all these terms, but that's sort of what it, what it reminded me of a little bit. And um, it seems like it was kind of a different direction. You know, I heard some of the beat string stuff before too. Uh, Maybe this was kind of like a newer direction. What was the situation that led to the direction of doing a solo record and just also the musical direction in general? Well, I, I mean, I, I kind of went into it without a real, without a real defined idea of, of how it would sound when it was done. But I, I wanted to start, I knew I wanted to learn to play the keyboard. Um, I still can't really play the keyboard, but, uh, I had actually, uh, Rodney, Rodney anonymous from the dead milkmen. He's, mm-hmm. he, he's real interactive on the social media and I, dropped him a line and said, Hey, I, I want to learn to play the keyboard. How, how do I do it? And he said, don't learn, just download a free DAW and buy a cheap MIDI keyboard and just play like, don't learn, just do it. And so there was that. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I just didn't have a really strong idea of what I wanted it to sound like, but I knew that I wanted, I knew I wanted it to be a little darker. I knew that I wanted to have, um, I knew that I wanted to have a lot of, a lot of synth and a lot of keyboard on it just cause I've always mm-hmm. really, really been into that stuff. I mean, even pre beat strings, I was just mm-hmm. that, the whole, like, even, even not necessarily the dark stuff, even talking like, you know, John Hughes soundtrack kind of stuff. I was mm-hmm. just loved, just loved that kind of stuff. And, and then I, I had really gotten into a few of the sort of synth wave bands that have been cropping up recently like black marble was a big one i mean if you could point to anything that like 
that might have had like inaudible influence on the record. It's probably just Black Marble, although I, I mean, I'm hoping and like crossing my fingers, it doesn't sound too much like that. And I didn't go into it saying I want to make something that sounds like Black Marble, but right. um, just in terms of instrumentation, having, you know, program drums and then laying bass on top of it and then kind of layering synth synthesizers on top of that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's something I kind of borrowed borrowed from Black Marble or thought, yeah, I, or just I liked that format, I guess, and I knew that I wanted to do something something sort of in the, with that same combination of instruments, I suppose. And yeah. like the, the songs, I just kind of, I kind of wrote them as they were being recorded. I, I just kind mm. of wrote them in the computer. You know, I would, I would try to come up with an interesting drum beat and then sort of what ended up happening is then I would, I would like add synth parts on top of the drums and I still to right now this minute I I have no idea what what any of those chords actually are I would just mm-hmm. kind of put my fingers on it and no that's I, I I would have like a mood I guess I would have a mood in mind that I wanted this I want this keyboard part to feel like this and I would just mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. play something and think oh it's not quite right and so I'd move one finger down there oh that, yeah. that's getting closer and I would just I just kind of built the the keyboard parts that way wow nice. yeah and that makes the record even more interesting because it sounds like in, in a lot of ways you were kind of learning as you went with it is that oh, I, kind of absolutely Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I, I'd never, I I had made a couple of attempts over the years to re to record stuff. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, like, God, I mean, I, 20 years ago, probably, I think I started kind of trying to put stuff together on a four track and then my four track blew up. And then I, I kind of got this. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It blew up. <laughs> yeah. I think the said apartment, it was the same apartment I lived in when I met Adam from mm-hmm. the beat strings, but mm-hmm. I, I think that something like maybe the po- the power coming out of the um coming out of the wall socket was like really unstable or odd, mm. something i don't wow. know what ha- i don't know what happened but the thing just just it just stopped working one day wow. that kind of reminds me of the story that uh the monitors in the studio started melting from uh the distortion during uh, you're living all over me by dinosaur junior during the recording huh. of that album <laughs> they melted <laughs> That's that's what I've read. Wow. wow. Um, so uh, <laughs> sorry, we can talk more about that. Explosive musical equipment. <laughs> um, yeah, I've exploded no, I, a lot I, of there, shit. There, well, the reason I got quiet because I was trying to decide if if I thought that was true or not, or if it yeah, just sounded I'm... good. Like, oh man, like Mascus plays so loud, he literally yeah. melted the speakers I don't in think the studio. Could melt speakers. I mean, you could melt the glue. That yeah. holds the the yeah. tone or maybe, on or something. Maybe maybe it was more like the monitors were smoking or something. I don't know. Uh, that could be possible. Yeah, maybe I'm using the wrong word because you know, apparently melting and smoking are the same thing in my mind. I was going to ask about. So you said that a lot of the stuff had been was written while you were while you were recording it. Were any of the songs uh, older than that? Were there any songs that you've been waiting to put on a uh, record for for years yeah oh, actually I, I would say maybe at least maybe i i overstated how much of it was was written in the computer i would say about mm-hmm. half the album the songs at least at least like the kernel of the song is old like um mm-hmm. somnambulant mm-hmm. that's something i wrote while the beat strings were still together and i i, I tried i tried to to get the band to play it like i tried to turn it into a beat string song and it, the band kind of band ended up kind of drifting apart and dissolving before it got developed into a song mm-hmm. uh the second track you drive like you're on the again like the just the i think the the drums and the bass were sort of the drums and the bass from an, a weird instrumental I wrote a long time ago called you drive like you're on speed. <laughs> um, but then, but it was just the bass and the drums and everything else on top is, is something that I came up with this last year or two while I was writing it. And hmm. kind of the same with tr- the first track humans. That was, um, that was actually 
the bass and the drums again were the bass and the drums to a fully formed song actually i wrote gosh 20 some years ago called rattlesnake but now they're i ended up just kind of taking the bass and the drums from rattlesnake and throwing everything else away and um and everything else and then everything else i added was new so Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a combination of the Mm -hmm. two yeah some of the songs started a long time ago and then i I guess some of them I started recording with the intention of just, I'm going to record that old song I wrote. But mm-hmm. then once I got a few of the parts in there, it, it just, I don't know, they just didn't seem interesting enough or something, or I just decided that mm-hmm. the bass and the drums were the only parts I liked about them. So I kept those and, and just put, um, scrapped everything else and redid, redid the other stuff. Nice. Yeah. So you kind of had, sort of the beginnings of the songs but you sort of figured out uh how they how they went and the arrangements and the sounds and things yeah basically while you were working on it yeah more or less and then some of the other songs really were like i built a drum beat and then i came up with cool a cool keyboard part and then i had to put i mean (laughs) cool i guess is is up for debate but yeah i I came (laughs) up with keyboard parts i thought were interesting and then i had to sort of like um wrap me around your shoulder was it that's all completely new that was just i came up with i came up with a drum part and then i i tried to come up with the coolest synth parts i could and then kind of built them that way and there there's a few that few that came together like that too mm-hmm. yeah cool. uh, well i know your connection to Landon, I mean, he was he was the drummer of beat strings and everything. Yeah. So you've known Landon for a while. But um, one of the things that caught my eye is that uh, Nalani Proctor does vocals on "Wrap Me Around Your Shoulder" as well, and yeah. she's got the project finally some action. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when you were kind of talking about the synthwave stuff, um, I guess I was just curious. Um, uh, how did you how did how did you end up hooking up with uh, Nalani Proctor? It, that was really, really roundabout. This was like, um, gosh, at least 10 years ago. I It was like around Halloween, and I felt like I I hadn't seen, like I, I like t- the TV wasn't giving me enough Halloween content. And so I hopped, <laughs> I hopped on the YouTubes and uh, and just looked for, I, I don't even know what I typed in. I think Halloween was one of the words, and I happened upon this, this YouTube show that her longtime partner may, used to make called Everything Horrible or Everything mm-hmm. Horrible, but spelled Horrorable. Mm-hmm. And so it was like something him and her did. And she was on the show and that kind of. And then from there, I, I listened to for a while, I listened to a podcast he was on called Attack of the Killer podcast. Right. Yep. And she and she kind of came on and guested on Nalani came and guested on there a few times. And then her, Nalani, and Jay, one of the guys from Attack of the Killer podcast had a band together called the PBJs. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I guess I found out about them through that podcast. And and I loved the I I went and checked them out and I loved them. And I loved her voice. And that kind of led me to check out some of her other stuff. And uh and I guess I really, I just really, really loved her voice. So when I, mm-hmm. when I kind of, I knew I wanted to have female harmonies on that. So I just, and her and I, we'd, we'd corresponded online just a little, just talking about music or movies or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm just reached out, said, Hey, like I'm making this album. Would you, would you want to like put some vocals on some of these songs at the time? I, I didn't thought maybe, you know, there that, I would ask her to sing on more than that song, but it ended up just being the one song. And so that's, that's basically it, you know, (laughs) basically, I mean, that was a long, (laughs) a long story, but yeah. That's cool though. It's a small world, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then after I discovered that I ended up watching a bunch of episodes of that internet show that her, her and her fella did. And then like, I, in the descriptions or something, I saw they were in Keokuk. I go, oh, they're from Iowa. And oh, wow. That's I ended, cool. up fi- ended up figuring out that like, yeah, I mean, it was, it could have been, I could have happened upon anything on YouTube, you know, but oh, ended, wow. up, fi- ended up finding these people hmm. who live in Iowa and do music. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, like 10 years later or something, I asked her to do some vocals on my record and she was cool enough to do it. So, uh, 
I was going to ask, go back to Landon Strauss uh, yeah. just for a second and sort of a roundabout uh, question, I guess, like as far as the other members of the beat strings, do you guys still, I don't know, are you still in contact? Do you still play music together? Um, I don't know. Um, What's your relationship with them? Yeah, no, we're all, I, I think we're all still I think we all we all still care about each other a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the people in the band are easier to get a hold of than others. I mm-hmm. I think just mostly because some people just kind of stay off the social media and stuff. And sure. messenger is almost like my main way of communicating. But yeah, yeah. Um, me and Landon and Cody, uh, we kind of tried to get a couple bands going because the beat strings got. We kind of reunited for that Bowie show for that Bowie tribute show when Bowie died. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of tried to keep working on stuff. Like we were sort of trying to, to make another record and uh, just, I think different people in the band had personal reasons. Like they just couldn't, they didn't feel like they could devote enough time and energy to it as Mm -hmm. they felt like they should. And so they just said, I just can't, I'm sorry. I just can't do this right now. And, uh, Mm -hmm. But so yeah, me, Landon, and Cody, we we've worked on stuff, and um, we and we didn't end up recording any or playing any gigs, and um, and Chris, the keyboard player, yeah, my family went on vacation to Florida a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. and we we were going to be near where, and he is living down there. I guess I don't know if I should <laughs> give other people's whereabouts, but we looked <laughs> him up and said, hey, we're going to be here, and him and his him and his wife came out and hung out with us and the kids and cool and landon i've i've always i've always him and i have just always been really good friends just from the first time we met really mm-hmm. um which which really helps for a, like a bass player and a drummer to have i don't know to get along i guess but yeah we just have we just had sort of a really strong musical connection right off the bat. It instantly had a really natural, we played really well together naturally. I think sort of, it can, it can be a struggle. I found as a bass player, it, it can be, it's easier to connect with some drummers than to others just because of, playing styles and i don't just the way i don't know maybe some people play slightly ahead and slightly behind the beat or what whatever all that stuff is but him Mm -hmm. and i just just clicked immediately and that sort of led to him and i just becoming really good friends while we were in the band and we're still good friends yeah uh, so you guys are um i guess i'll I'll just mention this unless you want to uh you have a show coming up and Is this a record release show? Is that what you would consider it? Or is this just getting out there, kind of a first show kind of thing? I suppose it could be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that means I should probably make some more. See, the CDs and the cassettes are are all handmade. So I suppose I I better make a batch of those before the show in case (laughs) people want them. I mean, I have like a small handful of them left. Yeah, yeah, I I suppose it's kind of a record release show, but mm-hmm. I haven't really um I haven't really been like advertising it as that or I haven't right. really mentioned it. It's more just it's more just my first show, I guess. Sure. It's my it's my first solo show. I I've played yeah. one other solo gig where I kind of had to be like the main guy and that right. was that was at a, a Tom Petty tribute show well, oh. again, I guess mm-hmm. when Tom Petty died. Mm-hmm. And uh that was my first and so far only time when I kind of had to carry, to carry it, you know, I had to be like the the main dude. Mm -hmm. And so this will be my first time playing my own original music for anybody. And Landon's joining you, joining you, right? Yep. Yep. Me, he's the other half of my live band. Mm -hmm. And I kind of even knew while I was recording the album that I wanted, that I wanted to stay away from a a drum set on the stage. Like I knew that I wanted it to, you know, to do kind of like, I don't like Depeche mode or something, or even Mm -hmm. like black marble. Like I mentioned earlier, that's the same, it's same kind of thing. It's just kind of two dudes playing keyboards or guitars and the drums, the drums are on a laptop. And I kind of just knew, I just knew from the, I knew while I was recording the album that that's how I wanted to present it live. So yeah, the, that we got drums and a couple other just various things that would have been hard for one of us to play while we were playing 
mm-hmm. the other stuff. But yeah, I'm mostly playing bass and singing, and he's playing keyboards and guitars. Mm, cool. And doing and doing some singing, you know, backs mm-hmm. and backup singing and stuff. Man, that's... singing and playing bass. Poof! I don't know how you do it. I can't. Well, I can't sing a single note and play a single note on the bass. Some of the songs have proved easier in that regard than others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I found that, and I'm sure, you know, just from playing and any instrument and singing, like sometimes if you're trying to strum one rhythm with your hands and sing mm-hmm. a different rhythm with your mouth at the same time, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> I kind sure. of just, I kind of discovered how hard it was. Cause while I was recording the album, I didn't have to play and sing at yep, the same time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I could record whatever I wanted and then sing whatever I wanted on top of it. I didn't have to do anything at the same time. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it came time to practice this stuff. I was like, Oh my God, you know, like wrap me around yeah. your shoulder. And in particular is re- there's just a couple of, parts where again i just where the rhythm i'm playing and the rhythm i'm singing are different enough (laughs) it's Mm. really really hard well and that's a pretty bass like bass centered song too like the bass line really carries that song in particular i feel and and interesting enough the bass was was recorded i did had the keyboards first and and had to kind Mm. of fit a bass part to it but uh, yeah, but it ended up even though the bass came after it is it is a really a bass a bass driven song. The bass does carry the carry the the musical the the instrumental side. Sure. Well, I suppose that this this would be a good segue then into talking about your um, uh, potentially resurrection land. The project. Well, we're not sure if it's we're not sure if it's if it's going to be called Resurrection Land. That's a that's a name I floated and right. Landon didn't say I hate it, but he also <laughs> didn't say I like it. So. <laughs> Did he say I, anything? That was I think he, just kind of more I think like, he said I think he said that's fine for now. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, but, gotcha. <laughs> Classic Landon response. Right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is. Um, but basically, um, yeah, we we're kind of oh the, we sh- we should say the show is june 3rd sank who is a midwest rapper is opening then then i'm i'm doing my solo show with landon and then old scratch revival singers are closing the show which you eric are in i don't what? know if, i don't i don't i don't know if, if you make it <laughs> if if you want people to know that you're in that you're I, in the band that's playing that night yeah but, we can say i'm in it that that's fine yeah. and, then I, and then i'm and i was really excited i'm getting to, f- to fill in on bass with you guys yeah. so so me and eric are both going to be mm-hmm. closing that show down but um so yeah june 3rd octopus cedar falls please come out it's my first ever live show and if you haven't seen the old scratch revival singers you must yeah but it's, it's but, a reunion show and our last show just like oh just like yeah. every, every show we play the, yeah right <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think I saw a last show of you mm-hmm. guys at the mill like 15 years ago or something. Oh, yeah. And I've seen yeah. you five or six times since sure. then. Yeah, and each of those um, was the last show. But yeah, so just this last Saturday, we had our last practice for the June 3rd show. Me and Landon did, and we, mm-hmm. I was packing my stuff up, and we were just kind of like, man, like... We both kind of just wanted to keep working on working together on something. Yeah. And we decided, well, why don't we why don't we work on new music together and it won't be like, you know, I mean I'd floated the idea of having a band name for the live show and he was kinda of like, No, no, this is this is your stuff. This is Jack Christensen music. I'm I'm your I'm your backup mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. But then we kind of after practices wrapped up, we we're like, Oh, we we're like kind of sad practices were done and we said, Well, why don't we actually form a band that's not your band or my band it's our band and we'll have a band name and we'll you know and kind of the direction at least the first sort of few ideas i floated him and he said he's actually he's actually recorded some of the stuff i sort of described to him Mm -hmm. i i haven't gotten a chance to hear it yet because i've been practicing my butt off for old scratch um but yeah yeah so but it's it's sort of coming what's I think it's going to be kind of like an experimental electronic thing. Like I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of synths. Some of it might be kind of ambient and not really have a formal song structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say maybe if I had to, I would say maybe like 
a way way less aggressive wolf eyes almost oh, okay. sure. not yeah. not exactly i mean less noisy too i mean i imagine it's going to be less dissonant and and all that stuff but that's kind of what i have in my head is you know oh. a lot of electronics and kind of weird electronic drums and just trying to make mm-hmm. But again, we, we've sort of just started working on one song. It can end up being yeah. almost anything, but we've sort of decided that we both want to play synth and, and then I'll, and then at various times I might play bass and he might play guitar, mm-hmm. but it's going to be an, it's going to be kind of an experimental electronic kind of a thing. Cool. Cool. Yeah. He's um gone a little crazy. Uh, he came over. And I showed him some modular synth stuff and loaned uh-huh. him some books on how to build your own synthesizers and stuff. And right. uh, I think he's he's gone a little mad. He's he's show he's <laughs> he sent me pictures of of various really cool electronic instruments he's bought. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited. He I was there for the last practice. He had this really excuse me, this really cool old analog drum machine that he that he's working with you know like um i don't know i mean it looks like a synthesizer it looks like a modular synthesizer it's like a board with all these little square black buttons but you was it the uh roland or the behringer version of the roland 808 i i think it is yeah Yeah. i think Mm. he showed me that too those things are really cool yeah 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 um nice yeah that's wow that's awesome so landon uh the uh illness well i shouldn't call it an illness the awesome illness that is modular <laughs> sense modular synth syndrome or yeah, syndrome yeah. has a, a infected landon now huh yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've still i've still just got my i've still just got my daw and my uh and my little cheap midi keyboard that rodney from the dead milkman said i should get so yeah. that, whatever that, works that, that's yeah. that's still my rig but yeah he's he's gotten all kinds of really cool actual synthesizers nice. wow yeah, that's awesome. so yeah i'm excited to start so we'll start working on some stuff with him yeah hey, jack um i had a question this is just a curiosity and maybe there's no real answer this might be kind of a weird question but it's regarding the last track follow me home yeah, I just thought that that was such a such a cool closer to end it with, like, uh, you know, a cappella song. Um, what was the uh, was there any like particular reason for that sort of being a cappella? Did you originally have music for it and decide that it worked better? Was it just kind of a spur of the moment thing, or was there um, any plan? <laughs> no, I, I wrote that driving to work one day in my car and. It was just, I mean, I, I just wrote it as a vocal part and I guess I kind of, I had a plan for a while I might, that I might try to build kind of, um, for lack of a better description, kind of like a Julie Cruz ripoff sort of instrumentation under it, like an Angela Battlementi kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, one, I just never got around to it and, uh, and another, <laughs> And another, I also kind of, I mentioned much earlier that I've sort of started, I've attempted to record albums a, lo- a bunch. And then there was, mm-hmm. the four track blew up a long time ago. Then about 10 years ago, I had this little digital recorder. And that, and I had almost an identical plan for the end of that record. There was an acapella piece that I recorded out in an echoey barn. And I was going to, mm-hmm. I was just going to end the album with it. And then at some point for follow me home, I just decided that, well, why don't I just leave it a cappella and I'll end the album with it. Like I was going to do 10 years ago on that little mm-hmm. digital recorder. So that's kind of just what ended up happening. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I, I just thought that that was a, I really enjoyed that. Like, you Thank know, you. That Thanks. Sort of the, the way that that ended, it kind of almost like was sort of this, I don't know, the album just, reminded me of almost like a buildup and then it was kind of going down and then it just sort of ended with this really nice note, you know? Wow. Thank you. That's really cool to hear. Landon described it as he said, man, that's ballsy. (laughs) That's ballsy. And in the record with just your voice like that. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that I really liked about it. You don't hear that very often. You do hear it oftentimes, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but 
Not at all. You, you do hear it in hip hop a lot. Like you hear yeah, like yeah. acapella, like hmm. acapella is actually a big thing in rap music. Yeah. More so with freestyle rap battles and things uh -huh. like that. But on record too, there's a yeah. lot of, especially like a lot of the uh, sort of like backpacker stuff that I listen to from like the mid two thousands or whatever. There's a lot of like moments where the beat will stop and you'll just hear like, you know, that 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 you know like the uh -huh. flow or whatever you know yeah like yeah i've heard so i i i love hip-hop one of my kids is really really into rap so i've mm. i've heard i've heard a lot i've heard a lot more rap in the last couple of years than than i kind of maybe had in the 10 years or so previous but that i'll, sure. I'll have to i'll have to check that out or maybe i'll have to message me some some stuff i should check out because that actually nice. sounds really cool like something yeah, i'd yeah. like to hear but thank you i i appreciate that no yeah totally just thought that was a really cool decision I was about to say, getting to where I got to start putting my kids to bed. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I was just going to say we can talk as long as you want, but oh no, thank like you, thank you guys so yeah. so much for doing this. I I, and I no, like, like, my kids have kind of been in and out of here, so you, you might kind of hear them on the mic, you know, but like just nice. now while I was saying that, my kid asked me to unlock my phone for him and i didn't hand it because he's wow. wants to look up like he watches like how to draw like how to draw this or that tutorials oh sure like, yeah sure he's he's actually been sitting next to me for maybe about half this or something he's oh, nice just hanging sure. out with me yeah, <laughs> i'm glad we kept it together and didn't say too horrible of things oh yeah no. sometimes we do no well i got my headphones on so oh but, sure uh, no actually i i'd say a half to three quarters of the record, like no shit was recorded. Like literally like sitting on the couch with my kids sitting next to me. Are, are they to the age yet where they are any of them like, in, like appreciating like what you do as a musician or have they heard any of your music or anything? Oh yeah. They, they love it. They're like totally proud of me, which is really cool. Like, awesome. um, yeah, yeah. They love it. And they're like, um, they've 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 asked me to put it on before like, hey hey put on some of your songs or wow. or whatever there they've kind of the the same kid i mentioned who likes rap has has hmm. said something to the effect of like it's it's really cool like listening to music and and it, it sounds like any something else you, anything else you'd hear on the radio but it, it's your dad. <laughs> wow. They're they're really supportive they're really proud of me. my wife Melanie Lacey who did the artwork for this album and this the single i i don't i if you i don't know if you notice i gave her an arrangement credit because mm -hmm. like like half of those songs I, I mean i would play play them to her at various stages and she would say well maybe try playing the first part off the beat then try playing the second part on the beat and like mm -hmm. i would take those take her suggestions a lot of times it would just totally make the song like that's I, awesome I she one thousand percent earned that credit because uh, like her, like her arrangement suggestions made a lot of those songs what they are. I think so. Wow. I I can't That's I cool. cannot I cannot thank her enough for that. Yeah, and she and she does all my artwork, and I would ideally I'd like her to keep doing all my artwork for mm -hmm. my solo stuff. So last question, then we'll let you go. Since yeah. you mentioned continuing solo stuff. Do you have plans right now to uh, start working on something else anytime yeah, I've, soon? I've started. I've started building a couple drum beats, and that's kind of as far as it's gotten. But yeah, cool. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I and I suppose I started working on that stuff before me and Landon sort of decided that we were going to form a band. So I think mm -hmm. in the immediate, um, anything I work on is probably going to be working on that band with him. But yeah, I've already started sort of putting putting ideas together for the next solo record so that there will be one of those two but this one cool. took this one took like two years or something to to make it this 20 minute record so mm -hmm. it could be you know maybe look for the next one around 2025 <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll be ready maybe it'll, maybe, yeah. it'll be, maybe it'll be longer than 20 minutes but likely yeah. not we'll see but yeah, as you mentioned, I, I'm looking around four of my kids. I'm recording on my bed and I'm looking around and four of my kids are in here with me. So I should probably all have right. all right. Well, thank you so time. much. Thanks yeah, thanks so for much. Thank you guys. Jack. Thank you Absolutely. so, so much. I, when's, hey, hey, when's that show? One more time. June 3rd, Octopus Cedar Falls, Midwest Rapper Sank, 
Then you got Jack Christensen with with Landon mm-hmm. Strauss backing me up, and then old Scratch Revival singers are, are closing the night out. And both V and Eric are yeah. playing in, in the featuring old Scratch, Jack. So. <laughs> oh, <Awesome>. thank you. <laughs> yeah, nice. at, at, please. If if you're within the sound of my voice, I implore you, please try to make it out to Octopus and Cedar Falls June third. Yeah. You won't regret it. It'll be fun. All right, I gotta uh, hop off. Yeah. Thank you, thanks, thanks so, much. so much, you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much, Jack. Have Talk a good to you later. Yep. Bye. 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 Well, no. God. Oh, oh, shoot! I forgot. I forgot. I, man, I need to consult you about that. Sorry, <sighs> sorry, Eric. I was, I, I completely forgot. I'm sorry. I lost my mind again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a really cool interview with Jack Christensen, and yeah. also, um, you know, his last name is Christian Sin. Yeah. So you know, sins committed by Chris. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. You figured it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like, like, like I always have to explain things to other people that I like. I don't understand, but then mm. like they understand much quicker than me. So it's like they're like, "Yeah, we get it, man." That's how it always goes in my life. People are yeah. like, you know, yeah, we, we get it, Dan, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't, you know, yeah. sort of thing. I, I figure anyone listening to this spends most most of the time listening going yeah we get it guys wow yeah yeah that's that's it yeah yeah um why why don't you beat that dead horse a little harder you know eric (laughs) i do have to say something though oh shit um it is such an eric whitaker um thing to not tell me about a show you're playing <laughs> and then for me to find out during an interview with the guy who's going to be playing bass. Uh, yeah. Group. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But you know that. what, though? <laughs> but I do have to say, though, it, it's not like I'm, pro- I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's probably not like I'm going to make it to the show anyway. Um, and and I, I, I do want to say something about that because I'm I'm afraid that sometimes when I say that, people are thinking that I'm kind of being an ass. Like I'm, I really am genuinely like not, I, you know, upset that I can't go to shows like I used to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It really does. Like it really is something that I wish I could do more of. Mm -hmm. Um, So currently my way of supporting these bands is to, you know, mention them on this podcast. And I hope that that's, that's working. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that that's, you know, because since I can't go to shows like I used to, um, I enjoy having artists like Jack Christensen on or Moscow Puzzles or Haploid and bands that are maybe like, you know, you know what I mean? Bands that maybe sure. um, other bands haven't really heard of or other people mm-hmm. involved. And I'm just um, so I do like want people to know that, yes, I do joke about not going to shows, but it really, I really do wish that I could go to more shows. Yeah. Well, um, we all play our parts, but, you know, we do what we can. No, absolutely. All right. So yeah, just remember everyone, you know, send us a message through Instagram and yeah. Uh, thrust at gmail.com. And yeah. Thank you for listening and check out that Jack Christensen album. All right. Well, of course, as always, all right, everyone. Listening. Have a good bye. Yeah. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. He holds it up. He says, I've got a Taco Bell. And he holds it up to the, holds his big burrito out. Wow.